SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. 0614-104-107. You can also drop us an X at Aldrin St. Pierre and our studio line is 086-000-2032. So we're going to move over now um, to Gaza where we speak to Professor Haydar Eight who is a lecturer at the Gaza's Al-Aqsa University, as the war between Israel and Hamas is said to be pushing the region to the brink. The Gaza Health Ministry says at least 500 people were killed last night in what it said was an Israeli airstrike on the Al-Akhli Al-Arabi, also known as the Baptist Hospital. However, the Israeli army has disputed this, saying that the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group was responsible for the explosion in Gaza. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden is currently in Tel Aviv, and we understand that he has reaffirmed the U.S. support for Israel's war in Gaza during the talks with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Let's now speak to Professor Aid just to get a sense of where things are at the moment following yesterday's airstrike on the Al-Akhli Al-Arabi Hospital, which is also known as the Baptist Hospital. Professor, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your program. How would you describe the current situation on the ground? Well, um, in brief, I would say this is um, the worst situation that we've um, ever gone through since 1948, since the Nakba, the catastrophe when the state of Israel was established, established on the basis of the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. Right now, the Israeli war crimes committed against our people in the Gaza Strip are unprecedented. A combination of ethnic cleansing, like what happened in 1948, and an unfolding genocide. Now, since Saturday, October 7, 2023, Israel has flattened neighborhoods, including my own neighborhood, Renan, destroyed vital bridges, roads, residential towers, villas, on top of their owners. As I'm speaking right to you, to you right now, I'm hearing news of people I know in Gaza Who's, um, who are still under the rubble for the last week. More than 40 bodies have been taken out from under the rubble, and still there are about 20 people there. Israel has cut off water, um, electricity. Uh, we don't have even, you know, medicine. And as a consequence of that, more than two-thirds of, uh, of Gazans have been denied access, you know, as I said, to water and electricity. And who's suffering? Children, the sick, the elderly are the first to be affected. Um, you know, the latest figure, the last thing I want to tell you, the latest figure I've just received from the Ministry of Health is that we have lost more than 3,400 people, 68% of whom are children and women. So that's, 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 that's terrible. Um, so the U.S. President Joe Biden speaking earlier on saying that the attack on uh, the Baptist Hospital was by the other team. And you know what the Israeli government has said as well, is that it is the Islamic Jihad group that is behind um, this attack. Hamas is disagreeing, of course. Um, but who is the Islamic Jihad group? And what's their relationship with Hamas? The Islamic Jihad um, is, is a nationalist Palestinian group fighting to liberate Palestine. As simple as that. Whether it is Islamic or not Islamic, even the hospital that was attacked, by the way, 
um, uh, was run by the Anglican, the Anglican Church. So it's not about, you know, uh, Islam or the Islamic Jihad or whatsoever. The Israeli, um, you know, the Israelis and unfortunately the West itself, including the United States of America, have demonized Palestinians for decades in general and Gazans in particular. And that has led to our dehumanization and to the, to, to, to the proliferation of stereotypes, sweeping generalizations. And I look, the same racist stereotypes black South Africans suffer from are used right now about Palestinians in general, Gazans in particular, and Muslims as well, uh, you know, such as they are weak, sick, they smell, they are ugly, they are black, etc. So the decade-long slow genocide or incremental genocide that has been imposed on Gaza since 2006 when Israel decided to start counting the calories that people of Gaza um, are consuming. This has inflicted on, on, you know, on us um, a kind of an incremental death. And unfortunately, this is not registered by the world's conscience. Hence the fact that, you know, the United States of America as the leading imperialist power is backing apartheid Israel. Well, the point is also being made that Israel has the right to defend itself, considering the attacks that happened about two weekends ago. And now you're also saying that um, there's still a situation with the, with the water cut. And there was a commitment that was made by Israel that the water would be restored after negotiations um, that have been brokered by the United States. You know what is sad about that logic is that um, you are saying to me that apartheid had the right, had the right to defend itself that settler colonialism has the right to defend itself. I mean, Israel has the right to defend itself against whom? Against the indigenous colonized Palestinians. Um, the indigenous Palest Palestinians have been under, uh, you know, an, a multi-tiered system of oppression since 1948. I'm talking to you right now from Gaza. Two-thirds of Gazans are refugees entitled to their right of return in accordance with the United Nations Resolution 194. And if you are talking about the attack that took place by fighters, not only from Hamas, by the way, by fighters from resistance fighters from Hamas, Islamic Jihad, even the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, which is a Marxist left-wing organization, also played, uh, played a role in that. And if you are saying that Israel has the right to, right to defend itself, then by the same token, we have to say uh, apartheid had the right to, uh, to, to arrest Nelson Mandela in 1964, accusing him of conspiracy and sabotage. Also, apartheid had the same right to enlist the ANC and the SACP as a terrorist organizations. So the water is still not restored. Um, Israel has said that they've agreed that the water will be restored. As, as for the water, we haven't had water since day one, by the way, since the 7th of October. And um, we don't even have the drinking water. And I'm telling you, people think that we are exaggerating. But we have been promised that we would be getting some water on Thursday. Today, today is, um, is Wednesday. So we are hoping to be able to get some, uh, some water by, by tomorrow. But look, Israel decided to cut off water, electricity, medicine, etc., etc. People are literally dying of hunger and thirst thanks to Israel's criminal policy towards Gaza. Um, the, the, the international community and also looking at the possibility of um, neighboring countries intervening in the war, do you see that as a possibility at all? 
um, where um, Lebanon, of course, we know now with Hezbollah that there have been the attacks that have been taking place, and Israel has also been uh, has also been firing back. Is there a possibility at all that this war could escalate and also involve the neighboring countries? Actually, um, that is very possible, but I need to remind you also, I mean, as I said at the beginning of this interview, Israel is committing, you know, war crimes, a combination, in fact, of ethnic cleansing and genocide. Now, um, again, two-thirds of the Palestinians of Gaza are refugees who were ethnically cleansed in 1948. The problem with, uh, with Israel's ideology, that is Zionism, is that it wants historic Palestine from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean, from the Lebanese borders in the north to the, um, to the Egyptian borders in the south. It wants it clear from Palestinians, native indigenous population of Palestine. And for them, this is the right moment to do that, to get rid of 2.3 million refugees living in the Gaza Strip, supported, by the way, by the, colonials, by the colonial West, which has historically accepted Israeli trampling all over Palestinians from the beginning um, in 1948. So with this kind of brutality and unfolding genocide that you can see, that, you, that we are witnessing in Palestine right now, Israel is trying to continue and complete the uprooting of the Palestinian people. Thank you so much for your time. Um, that is a Professor Haider Aid, who is a lecturer at the Gaza's Al-Aqsa University. And uh, the death toll um, continues to rise. And on the side of Israel, we understand that uh, close to uh, 1,400 people have been have been killed. And the number of people now killed in um in uh, in Gaza, as the professor has said, that the information that he received from the hospital, or rather from the health department, is that number has now increased to just over three hundred. Sorry, th- just over three thousand.